Well, Happy New Year. Have any plans for 2019? That's a silly question. Of course you do. Some of you have a little day timer and it's filled with what you're going to do. Maybe. Others of you will wing it, but hopefully we all have some spiritual goals to make in 2019. I went to Pensacola, Florida a couple of weeks ago to do a funeral for Jean Williams. Jean and her husband, Herman, uh, were in this church in the 70s and 80s, and their son David was one of my best friends. And at the service, a lot of family members paid tribute to Jean. And her husband, Herman, stood up with David holding him on one side and David's wife, Carol, holding him on the other. And Herman has some memory issues. And so while he was supposed to talk about his wife, Jean, he kind of wandered sometimes. And sometimes I think he thought he was in a business meeting. And other times it seemed like he was at a business dinner. And then he would get back to, to Jean and, and he was back and forth. But in his tribute. He used a phrase that just really caught my attention and it triggered my imagination. And he kept saying the phrase fields of tomorrow. Fields of tomorrow. And I loved the phrase. And so thanks to Herman Williams, today I'm going to talk about the fields of tomorrow. Before we do that, let's pray together. Lord, we all come into this place with different needs, with different experiences, but we all hopefully come into this place as followers of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that you will lead us in this coming year, that we would have um, plans for every day and our plans would benefit the tomorrows that are ahead of us. So, Father, bless us as we plant seeds for tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you know, Christianity is a partnership. You do your part. God always does his part. And in trying to be the best Christian we can be and be obedient to his word, we read in Scripture, we're told not to worry about tomorrow. You know that's in the book, right? Don't worry about tomorrow. But we're also told to plan. Maybe one reason that we're not supposed to worry about tomorrow is because we have planned. Matthew 6, 33 and 34, very familiar, put it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, the things that you need in your life. And then verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So in a nutshell, here it is. Seek God first, trust him one day at a time, and don't worry about tomorrow. And the reason we don't worry about tomorrow again is because we've been obedient today. In the great section of the godly virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. This is said about her in verse 21. It says, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. Other versions say, for her family is clothed in scarlet. 
That's a great lesson. She's not worried about wintertime coming because she has prepared them and has clothes for them ready for when the change comes, they'll be okay. She's not worried because she was obedient today. Scripture does say that it's important to plan for tomorrow, but always keeping God at the center of those plans. Look at this in James chapter 4. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. Instead, this is what you ought to say. If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil, we are told. But if God wills, we will do these things. All our planning, every bit of it, should include God. Back to fields of tomorrow. I lived in farm country for a long time up in Indiana. And so I have a little insight here. If you want a healthy field tomorrow, you've got to do a lot of work today. If you want a healthy field tomorrow, and the farmers would shake their heads yes, you've got to do a lot of work today. It's interesting how busy they are in springtime getting ready to plant. But in the wintertime, they've gotten their equipment ready. They've ordered their seed. They've ordered their fertilizer. They've mapped out everything they're going to do so they can be ready. So in our life, if you want a healthy field tomorrow, you have to do the work today. Let me give you some examples of good planning and bad planning. The first example is bad, sad planning. I took Jeannie the other day to a fine dining experience. We went to the Varsity. No, not North Avenue. We went to Town Center Mall. I'd never been to Town Center Mall, and we walked around for a little while. And I walked into Sears and Roebuck. It was odd to find a Sears and Roebuck. They're about gone. It was sad. As you likely know, Sears are hard to find and they've been in and out of bankruptcy and there's been news in the financial pages this week and whether they make it or not remains to be seen but it doesn't look like they have much of a tomorrow. But I used to love Sears, didn't you? At its peak, Sears and Roebuck was the biggest retailer in the world. Its headquarters was the tallest building in the world. It was the biggest employer in America. It was also America's biggest publisher because of their catalog. Remember getting the Sears Wish Book at Christmas? Oh, it was the greatest thing in the world. And I would get the Sears Wish Book and I would kind of dog ear pages so mom and dad might see, as I circled it, what it was I might want. And it was such a great memory, but Sears is probably going to be a memory. Because of poor planning or lack of it, Sears likely does not have a tomorrow. And it wasn't always that way. Sears was ahead of its time. But they forgot about tomorrow recently. Good news for tomorrow. We found out our daughter is going to have a baby girl in May. They found out what it was going to be this week. Ellen, well, I didn't, that's okay, that's good. It is interesting, Ellen is taking care of herself. 
Uh, she won't eat deli meat. I didn't know that was a bad thing, but there's something you're not supposed to do when you're pregnant. And she won't eat seafood, and she won't drink caffeine, and she had a cough this week, and she won't take a cough drop. Everything she is doing, she's trying to do for the baby born in May. She's planning for tomorrow, and the baby will benefit because of that plan. It is interesting thinking about babies and children and tomorrow when years ago we were expecting our first one and then with a second one we have two. We began praying in utero for that child. And not only before they were born did we pray for that child, we began praying for who they would marry if they would marry, that it would be a Christian from a strong home. And those prayers were answered for Taylor with Stephanie and for Ellen with Charles. And we're so thankful that those prayers were answered. But you know, we prayed those prayers for a long time. That is planning for tomorrow. In the bulletin is an announcement about a class we'll begin offering in February, Financial Peace. It uh, is special to me because our son Taylor works for Dave Ramsey. And Taylor is planning for tomorrow. Some of you, I think I might have shown the video in church, Taylor and Stephanie... Um, Taylor inherited a lot of student debt when he, they got married. And last year, they had $140,000 in debt, um, most of it student loans, which are difficult. As you know, they sold their house, they got uh, their equity out, and as of 2019, their debt's under $30,000. So they went from $140,000 to $30,000 in debt, and as of May of 2020, in their planning, and he's very meticulous about this, they'll be debt-free. And do you know what that means to a father who doesn't think he's going to have to take care of a son in his future? That's really good news. And do you know that he talks to me and he says, Dad, are you planning for the future? Because I don't want to take care of you either. It's a mutual feeling we have towards one another. It is important that we plan for the future. And so that class, financial piece, if you want to take it, will help you plan for tomorrow. To more important things. I spoke with a friend this week who's not a Christian. Let's call him a pre-Christian. I like that phrase. And he told me that he had a buddy that died and it was bothering him. And then he told me that he was having some health issues. And about his own health, he said, you know, the, the struggling he was having, he said, I guess it's better than the alternative meaning dying. And I looked at him and said, I don't know, I'm looking forward to the alternative. And he kind of looked at me like, what? But I am. I have made arrangements. I have made reservations for the life after this one. And it's important that we think about our tomorrow when we leave this place. That's the most important thing we can do. We don't have to go far in scripture to find a sad story about people not thinking about tomorrow. Let's begin in Genesis chapter 1. That's not too far to go, is it? Beginning at verse 28 about Adam and Eve. God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful. Multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, see, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth, every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. 
to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I've given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very, very good. There was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. And so Genesis 1 and those few verses tell us about paradise, and that's where Adam and Eve were. Their only job was to have children and to enjoy all of the fruits and vegetables around, and to just live life and enjoy it. But you know the rest of the story. That Adam and Eve were tempted by the devil and they lost so much. And they failed to think about the consequences. They failed to think about tomorrow. And when we do that with sin, it's a horrible consequence. Read the paper, watch the news. You see story after story after story of people that did not think about tomorrow. So let's look at a man who did think about tomorrow. We don't have to go far. Genesis chapter 6, the story of Noah. Beginning at verse 11, it says, The earth was corrupt in God's sight. The earth was filled with violence. And God saw that the earth was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its ways upon the earth. Consequences of Adam and Eve not thinking about tomorrow. The world has gone downhill. God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm going to destroy them along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in the ark. Cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of it to be 300 cubits, width 50 cubits, height 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above. Put the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third deck. For my part, I'm going to bring a flood of water on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I'll establish my covenant with you. You shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They'll be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two of every kind shall come unto you to keep them alive. Also take with you every kind of food that is eaten, store it up, and it shall serve as food for you and them. Verse 22 says, Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. It's a good thing he did because Noah was planning for tomorrow. We're told when Noah got the word, when he had his children, he was 500 years old. When the floods came, he was 600. So somewhere in that process of 100 years, and people don't really know how long it could have taken, some say anywhere from 30 to 100 years to build the ark. But every day this man got up driven by tomorrow because the flood was coming. Scripture is filled with stories of good planners and bad planners. Life is filled with stories of good planners and bad planners. What does that mean for us gathered here today? It's the first Sunday of 2019. Make sure, number one, your eternity is planned for. The most important thing you can do is know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And we must do that. 
Include God in your plans for today and for tomorrow. Renew your devotion to prayer and thinking about your actions and the consequences that they have on tomorrow. Yes, think about eternal consequences for all of your actions. There'll be beautiful fields tomorrow if we plan and do our part today. So a baby girl is coming in May. And Jeannie, my wife, and Donna, Mitch's wife, the other grandmother, will do their part to make sure the baby has clothes to wear when she arrives. They've already been shopping. This infant yet born has more clothes than I do, and I'm 59 years old. What does the future hold? I don't know. But I do know who holds the future. And let me leave you with this one verse. Proverbs 16, 3. For all of us. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Give God all you got. Include him in all of your plans and they will work. Plan for beautiful fields. Plan for your kids and your grandkids and your family. Pray for your country and your world. Pray for revival. Pray for your church. Pray for me. Pray for one another. Tomorrow looks bright. If we do our part today, let's pray together. Lord, help us not to worry about tomorrow because we've planned and we've prepared. Like the Proverbs 31, virtuous woman not worried about wintertime because her family's closed. Father, that can mean so much to all of us if we do today what we need to do for tomorrow. Father, that works for students and for business people. It works in families. It works in relationships. It would work in this world in any aspect if we include you in those plans. So, Father, let us commit our work to you, our families to you, our lives to you, our careers to you. And, Father, let your will be done and your plans be established. Father, thank you for the blessing of newness. And we look forward to the blank canvas before us, what you will paint. Help us to be obedient, your children. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Happy 2019.